Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, the party stormed into the watchtower. First thing that happens is a crossbow bolt comes flying at your head. (sighs) Let's take a look. This is bad. At the map. And chaos ensued. He bumps right into Nestor and says, The fuck is happening? I'm hitting this chainsaw wielding knife. I'm running into an invisible wall. Where's my buddy? Although the battle was won quickly. Boom. Right to the nuts. And he... <laughs> his eyes go up in his head and he boom crumbles to the ground. Time is not on their side. As you're standing there, as round 11 creeps into round 12, you hear... And see the fourth chain loosen and whip up into the air. Get out of here! It's that fast seconds! The castle is now only held by one... The adventure continues. That was the most ridiculous combat we have ever (laughs) done. I ever had a blast. (laughs) No. Groundhog Day, everybody, unless you're not on this coast, in which case you must be getting your friends around the the couch together with your groundhog clothes on, gearing up for Groundhog Day in a few hours. (laughs) They must be so nervous in California. So psyched. Everybody dressed oh. as a groundhog. Oh, yeah. like the mayor in Groundhog Day, played by Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle, the great <laughs> Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> the great Brian Doyle. <laughs> groundhog Day. Was that a big day for you growing up, Matthew? You know it. <laughs> Did your family I, put a little groundhog stool under your pillow the night before? That's, that is true. As is tradition. As is tradition, yes. Well, you know, I just couldn't sleep all night on February 1st. <laughs> That's right. When you wake up, you reach under there. Is that groundhog stool? <laughs> and then you rub it across your cheeks like you're getting ready to like play a football game. Right. And Eye black. You, I, yeah, yeah, well, of course. It's was, called, there, was there some kind of weird alternate Groundhog Day character that was endemic to New Jersey that I never heard of, but everyone knows it out here? Like Dominic the fucking donkey, which I never heard of in my life. Seriously? Yeah, everyone's shot. How could you never heard about? I never heard it. There was. There's no Dominic the Donkey anywhere outside of this like little region here. You're missing out. My, my, my brother-in-law, one one Christmas, he was like, "I found the most amazing thing. You're gonna love it. It's so great." And then he turns on Dominic the Donkey. I was like. Oh, it's just Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> My mom would sing this to me when I went to sleep. Um, in all, May. In all seriousness, I believe there is a New Jersey groundhog. Like we, Puxitani Phil is the classic groundhog. That's ours. Hands off. But, yeah. uh, Paramus yeah. Pete. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know that part now. Uh, 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 he sees the, the, the Jersey Shore. Shout out to the Weeks of Winter. <laughs> <laughs> We never quite understand how it works with Paramus Phil because they all talk like that. Uh, did you guys have, was it a big deal, honestly, in your schools? Because Groundhog Day was a big deal in my grammar school. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. It was well, like, it must be a Pennsylvania it, thing. Yeah, it, it must have been because it, it was a whole big deal. It was like, like hunting season. The, yeah, they, they wouldn't let you watch it, but then like the teacher would be like, I just got word. 
spring is coming early. <laughs> like everybody would lose it. It was like the OJ verdict. You're all gathered around. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the TV in the room for the OJ verdict. Actually, actually, yeah, that was that that was a, that was a big deal. I remember that being a big deal as a kid for us too. Was I remember it's like, oh man, I hope you know. I hope it's uh, whatever he sees as something, whatever it was. I remember like praying for a certain outcome. Right. Yeah. It's, it's early spring. You want an early spring. Otherwise, right. The, other, the alternative is six more weeks of winter. Which, right. Yeah. yeah. You took it as seriously as you did the Bud Bowl. Like, no, this is going to be Bud Light's year. Yeah, I was. We'd get very excited about the Bud Bowl when I we were kids. Too. Oh yeah, it's huge. Oh, yeah, big money in Vegas. Yeah, honest. Like hand to God, I also assigned when I when I was teaching freshman comp. Uh, I assigned an essay where you had to examine the origins of gra- either Groundhog's Day or Halloween, depending on when, like spring semester or or fall semester. And then you get to, had to go back and trace the uh, it was the Badger Day, like the German Badger Day, mm. and the Pennsylvania Dutch brought it over. And ah, the, I never n- knew that. Or like the history of Groundhog Day. It's like Candlemas or something. Is, isn't it? Yeah, Candlemas. Yeah. Interesting. No, I never never looked it up. Never they would light it. a badger on fire via candle. <laughs> no, no, no. First you take the stool of the badger and <laughs> right. smear it over your face. <laughs> over your eyes. Then you light the badger. <laughs> then you light the badger on fire. And if it survives, uh, winter will end when it normally ends. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just awful. <laughs> Imagine the smell, all that hair. You know what? Uh, the same experience I had as a child I'm having right now with Groundhog's Day, which is that it overshadows my birthday, February 1st. Was that oh, yeah. Just completely towering. And I was sandwiched between that and on January 31st in Texas, another national holiday for you know the nation of Texas. Nolan Ryan's birthday. Oh, like, huge. Wow. huge I, I, I got born between the Christmas and New Year's of Texas. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Yeah. Staten Island Chuck is also an option, but Staten Island. <laughs> is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Staten Island Chuck. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like a rat. <laughs> a rat that lives under the L. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rat the size of a dog. <laughs> Staten Island Chuck. <laughs> There's the name of the episode. I don't care what happens in this episode. Staten Island Chuck him out the window. Staten <laughs> Island Chuck. Oh, oh, it's like the pizza rat. <laughs> um, well, we're, we're, we're excited to be celebrating Groundhog's Day. We're celebrating a little early because this is recorded in the past in the studio, back in the studio. Good seeing you guys. Yes, yeah. good seeing you guys. How do you like book six so far? So far, so pretty good in my estimation. But what do you think? Uh, it's good. You like it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I feel like we can feel the difference already. There's like a shift in pace and, and tone already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, pace for sure. Um, and then, yeah, tone is pretty obvious. You're outside, out of the mountain. I'm always a big fan of when you finish a combat and you stay in initiative. You like that? I or you don't it. like that? I love it. Yeah. Like as a GM, I love to do it. Mm-hmm. And I love it when it comes up in games because I like to try to think as a player, I like to try to think of the way I do it as a GM, which is mm-hmm. that just that every second matters. Doesn't necessarily mean you're fighting anything or that anything is imminently fighting you. It just means maybe you uh, like we had last time. We only have so many rounds of a, a spell left or mm-hmm. we only have or somebody has is poisoned or so, you know what I mean? Little things like that. But it could also just be like, oh, well, if they attempt to pick a lock right now, then it triggers second by second events. So like, OK, roll for initiative, even though nothing happened. 
yet. Uh, and so it, that just makes the pace feel so much tighter right now. Well, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because it's like it, it's really slowing down time for the players. You know what I mean? Now everything's going in six second increments. But yet you still feel more nervous, like the pace is being increased, even though you're slowing time down. Well, forces every, the action. Yes. If it forces you, the impetus of the action is like really pushing you with, with that in place. Got to make choices. Got to make choices. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people get all thrown off by it. They get real weirded out when that happens. And you just can't. You have to think, well, well, what does your character do? If your character doesn't move up there to that door with them while they're picking it, then, then say, I delay. You know what I mean? It's being like, hey, but I'm, what am I, I'm wasting actions for what? I, I don't know what's coming. Why are we in initiative? Something's going to happen. I need to be prepared. Like, all of those thoughts are valid, but you still have to decide to do something. And if you don't have a decision right away, just delay. You know what I mean? And, and that way, because sometimes when I've tried to do it, to enact the initiative role outside of combat, it like devolves the game until like it stretches something out that didn't really need to be. And people mm-hmm. start stressing yeah. out unnecessarily. And I'm like, this isn't what I meant to do. I just meant for you to realize that like heartbeats matter. here. Yeah. Also, you can, it's a weird tactic to use the GM because you, when a fight ends, you're like, all right, well, I'm keeping you initiative. It makes the players think, oh, there's more combat coming. And so it kind of, you telegraph for that. In this case, that isn't necessarily the case. It's just that I want you to, everything to be deliberate because it might lead to more combat or it might need lead to something. Everything is on a ticking clock and there's a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't believe, I can't believe how fast the clock is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If they're working on a chain, I don't know. For some reason, I just thought working on a chain meant that like, man, they're going to get that one loose today at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not yeah. like a matter of a minute later yeah. or whatever. Yeah. However well, don't forget since. Metra's initial flyover. She saw three dangling chains. Two were still in place. She saw these uh, animals down there. She saw these ash giants. You guys then left for a few days. Yeah. They might have been weakening it, weakening it the whole time, which goes back to me saying that like every moment counts. Spend as much time as you want. Maybe the whole time they were like, you know, let's just get these things ready to go just in case. Hmm. You know what? I, I just didn't, sorry, go ahead, Grant. I'm wondering if they were always planning on undoing these changes at, the, at this point in time or if we forced their hand by going into the mountain. Yeah. And at what point did they either uh, concede to what was happening at us making this forward progress? And did they start too late? Is this a sign of total arrogance on their behalf that they thought we'd never be here and they should already be gone? Or is this as much as they could do once we got here? Like, that's what I'm trying to work out the timeline in my head. We, we're speeding up yeah, their timetable. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did not think. Like, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, to me, it's like if, if we sped up their timetable that much it just doesn't make any sense to me that like we could have left for a day and come back and the two chains are still there. And then, cause I felt like they were hastening because of the fight in the tower and they were like, all right, well, this has got to go. And that wasn't the scorpion like chomping at it or whatever, like, like with its claws, like, that does not seem to be the way that they did the other three. Yeah. I would imagine that they <laughs> disconnected them a certain way, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was the scorpion, but you would think it takes longer than mere seconds. I don't know. The other funny thing with five different attachment points on this floating fortress or castle or whatever it is, I'm just imagining with actual gravity, like it at a 45 degree angle, basically, because only one point is holding it down. But, yeah. Uh, like, like a hot a, air balloon where you yeah. cut three of the strings. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm going to resolve that for you shortly. Uh, oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. Good to know. Bottle cap. Good job. Bottle Grant. cap. Great question. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's good for you to be thinking about these things. And it goes back to what Quivixia said. Like when you killed Titarian, the prisoner's ring, let him know. Let him know that Titarian is dead. He probably already knows that Skirkatla is gone and that Urathash is gone. All his armies that he were amassing are falling apart. And now Titarian, his last big hope, gone. He's is probably that what's still... spurring this? We gotta get out of here. He's probably yeah. still all beat up over Grenzel Dick, too. <laughs> Don't forget old Grenzel <laughs> He can't Dick. sleep at night yeah. thinking about the lost opportunities there. What could yeah. have been? What could have been? <laughs> hey, he, he only loved once. Well, as scared as we are. <laughs> hey, baby. All right, I'll take your diary <laughs> and your orcs. <laughs> as scared as we are staying in initiative order, it does... Uh, perhaps suggests that we actually have the upper hand and are pressing an advantage by forcing them to do this and that they are not as ready for us or, you know, so I think it could be a good thing. But are we assuming we're still staying in initiative order? I was talking about last time going into this time. Oh, I thought we were still in this time. Well, maybe we should just jump right in and find out. Oh, no. <laughs> we're not. What? We're not in initiative order. Uh, well, this no. is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, Dalgrith, you're the only one that sees this. Now, I had said this before we went on air, and, and Skid, you were like, no, we knew. We can hear it. And I'm like, you know, that's a good point. There are arrow slits on this tower. You would all hear that. I mean, that would have to be so loud. Right, right. These are big, big chains. So if you can. Castle. Yeah, so I'm going to say that you you do hear that. Obviously, Dalgreth has the bird's eye view to what is actually happening, but Dalgreth is a little bit away. It took you a few rounds to get up there to retrieve your <laughs> weapon. He's not the the fleetest of foot. Do you get any emails about that, uh, Joe? I stand by it. I know you stand by it. Do you think there are groups that would be like, no? Of course, you picked up your weapon. Um, no, I don't know. The way we're playing it like this, where everything is round by round and every action and move action counts, I don't think there is. There was no opportunity for you to do it unless you said you did it. Sure, sure. I, I think that you could say if we... There's another reason to stay in initiative. I think if you dropped us out of initiative, we went over, opened the door, talked about what we wanted to do next. Do we want to go there right now? Do we want to cast fly right now? Or do we want to go in this door and go downstairs? All right. We'll go in this door. We'll go downstairs. We sneak down. Dalgrith sneaks. Oh, I see somebody down there. We make a plan. And then we engage in a combat, start a combat. I think you can be like, I have my sword. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I picked it up up there. You know, I didn't say it. Like, but when you are in initiative, there is no unaccounted for time. Right. When, right. when was that move action? Right. That's yeah. the only reason I ran back. You're describing each one of your actions. Everything <laughs> that you do, you were describing exactly. Right. So as soon as you go out of initiative, even if only three minutes passes, you have a world, you have an infinite amount of stuff you could have like said to your GM, the options, yeah. I could say, that you could say you did. Uh, right. in that time and argue for. But when you're in initiative, you can't. It removes, you have total accountability over every second of your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and I also just thought it would be funny <laughs> and I knew that they had that fight in hand. You know, if there was any sort of like actual danger where Dolgraith would actually make a difference, I could go without that sword easily. But so I was like, this would be funny. <laughs> are you telling us you've made a character who's obsolete? Well, <laughs> I'm not obsolete. It's a case by case basis, Matthew. All right, maybe superfluous more than obsolete, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's always that character that ends up saving the day in the end. That's right. Really, it was Sir Darlene that that took your place of House Husky. Of House Husky, yes, we an illusion. Do a chainsaw. Literally, no one has been more effective than I mean, Dogrith 
no one could be as, as a f- more effective than Dogwraith as, as Sir, Dar- Sir Darlene. She stepped in, and it was just like such a clear evidence that even an illusion would be better than a party member. She really was. More effective party right. member. Uh, yeah, she, uh, she really stymied that ass giant for a while. One thing you could say, you could talk a lot of shit on Dogwraith. <laughs> one thing you can say about him, he doesn't require uh, Metro standard action every round to be around. So yes, there you go. You, yes, you do. I have to cast greater invisibility. <laughs> on you. Not every round. <laughs> I'd prefer it if you did. Just the lion's share of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wrapped up last week with you guys on two different floors of this tower. I will say, obviously, Dalgrith sees it, but you guys hear it. Your initial plan was to try to keep this guy alive so you could talk to him. That's something you still want to do. You know, he's at negative 15 right now. You decide what you want to do. I'm going to just lay the scene out for you. Uh, when you came downstairs here, you see a door leading out to the southwest. You see a door directly to the south in like the middle of the room that's like portioned off a quarter of this level of the tower. You don't know what's behind there. There are also stairs going down, presumably to a, a basement level or more, uh, opposite the stairs that you guys came down from the top floor. And then Dalgrith is upstairs. So you've got stairs leading down, a door leading out back to the caldera. Obviously, you're up here. The tower is positioned up to be able to look down at the caldera. Uh, Not quite the view that Dalgrith has, but you could still see some things. And then there's another door uh, in this room, um, which I don't know if you've uh, gone to yet. I can't remember. Um, Obviously, you haven't opened it. Dalgrith, you're on top there, and I said this is as round 11 goes into round 12, you uh, used your standard and your move to grab this. Rolled a nat 20 on a perception check to see what you see. And you're standing there, and you just see the chain just whip up into the air like it was snapped from the bottom, and then it like recoils down and starts to swing and dangle. Um, Meanwhile, to answer Grant's question from a couple minutes ago, as you're standing there and that chain starts to uh, just like slow down from that snap, the entire cloud castle slowly shifts in the air until it arrives directly over the area above the one remaining chain. Oh, oh my gosh. You just see it. Wow. And it doesn't tilt or anything. It stays in perfect equilibrium. You see giants falling out the window. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's the Titanic. <laughs> no, it stays perfectly straight, but with only one chain attached to it now, it moves directly over the area of that last chain. Contrary to your ideas, Joe, we are staying in initiative order. What? Right. He had it. Grant, give yourself a bottle cap for the good question and guessing that we'd be staying in initiative order. Nice, dude. And it is nice. Baron's turn at the top of round 12. <laughs> the only explanation for that bottle cap, <laughs> the only reasonable explanation is that we are so screwed right now. <laughs> Something really, really bad is going <laughs> Yes, it's called book six. <laughs> and now that we are in such jeopardy, I am second guessing everything I want to do right now because it's either going to be a great decision or the worst decision possible. Last episode, I wanted to question this guy. I wanted to wake him up, and I wanted to ask him, how do you get in and out of this place? What's the best way for us to do it? Can we put three of us in a trench coat and walk up to the door and get in with a password? <laughs> Hello? Hello? I got lost on my way to the cold I'm an ash giant. <laughs> um, but those plans...
Ben seemed to be kind of out of the window <laughs> at this point, uh, but he is comfortably under. I'm going to start with a perception check around the room for anything of interest or notes, like I was saying earlier. I was laughed at for thinking there might be information here, but I'm going to start with just a perception. Who laughed at you? Me? Uh, was it me? I someone did. Um, that is going to be a total of a 28. All right, 28 percepts around the room. Well, let me give you a reminder of what's in this room. I said three quarters of it is these, you see these uh, giant-sized pallets, about a dozen of them, dining table, several stools. And then to the northwest, there's a vertical brass pipe occupying a fireplace that's carved directly into the stonework of the tower. Two stairways and the door. Beyond that, nothing really jumps out at you. All right, then uh, with... Our only threat in the room currently, uh, you know, incapacitated by a very well-placed punch from Mr. Coin. Uh, Baron is going to <laughs> d- double move. Uh, like to the old speed bag. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, finish <laughs> Like Ace Ventura, just fight at the end. <laughs> or is that Dumb and Dumber, I can't remember. That'd be Dumb and Dumber. It uh, might be Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Baron's just going to double move over to the door that we have not opened on this floor uh, and see how the rest of this round plays out. And if any more information that would make us hurry our way downstairs reveals itself. Great. Metra, what would you like to do? Is it my turn? Oh, it sure is, unless you want to wait. Uh, so uh, hearing the noise of the chain, mm-hmm. Metra is going to double move. Like, where is one of these arrow slits that you speak of? Like, um, To the north is one. Without giving me a view of the caldera? Uh, yes. No, no, that it looks to the north. Um, but the chain was so loud, uh, it permeated that. And you, it, it sounds like there's another one somewhere that you can't see because um, you could hear the sound from both sides of you as well uh-huh. as from the door. Uh, maybe it's behind that closed door. You don't know. Uh, I'm just going to double move towards... I'm pretty far in the northeast corner of the room, so I'm going to double yeah, move towards the center of the room, towards the front door. Metro wants to know what that sound was. She doesn't quite know. But I'm also still near Baron if something happens. Another crazy thing about staying in initiative order is the size of these maps. Yeah. You know what I mean? You oh, that's your that's your round. Looks like you went nowhere to do that. Uh, does your friend uh, Sir Darlene is is she going to hang out there? No, I don't. No, she'll. Well, she'll. I'll just. I'll leave her there. How long does this spell? Well, last? she's only got like two more rounds, yeah. right? Because you stopped concentrating on her. <laughs> And then she has three rounds after you stop concentrating on her. So Yeah, she'll stay as long as... Uh, okay, we'll say she can stay to Leanne the next round. Um, and Joe's already rolling up uh, Sir Darlene as his backup character. <laughs> uh, I'm playing an illusion. <laughs> it is level illusion. Nestor's turn. Nestor is... Uh, well, it was a bloody great sound, wasn't it? And he's going to move over to backup Baron. He's not really sure what the next move is, but he is, it looks like Baron's going to maybe open that door, so he's going to get in position to back him up if need be. Fantastic. Uh, let's round things off with old Dalgrith Deathbringer, about 90 miles away from his good buddies. Oh, God, he's so far. Oh, my um, God, you're really far away. <laughs> of course map. his sword had to be, like, on the other side <laughs> of the ballista. <laughs> Yeah, so the ballista, that's not something... Is that something that he could, like, vault over? You know, Yes, yes. Climb up say. and shimmy. He you're, has super high acrobatics. You're a rogue, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not even going to make you go half speed. It's it's something... I can't remember if I made you go half going across it. I think but I went around it before. For the interest of, you know, 
fun. I want you to just action. use it as yeah. All right, so yeah, his back up is against his back is right up against this ballista, and he sees this thing snap. He's trying to stay low so that he's not seen, but as the thing snaps away, and the whole thing is like moving, and he can see it's attached by only one. He's like, "You bastard! We gotta get there now." Uh, totally stressed that like they're going to lose their chance here so he is going to vault up over the um, ballista and just speed through the door at the door at top speed knowing he might be he might become visible to people uh, but it's just not worth the risk they're welcome to see him if they want he's got to get back to his allies yes you are visible now Um, and did you use a move action to close the door behind you uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. Imagine, like, oh, son of a why did I close that? <laughs> Were you uh, born in a barn? <laughs> Let's move the air the- conditioning on. <laughs> Not often I've said this uh, in this podcast or uh, ever. Uh, let's move to the top of round 13. <laughs> Baron, you're at that door. What do you do? Uh, Baron is going to open the door and see what's inside. You got keys? That shit's locked, oh, bro. Okay. Uh, Padlocked, in fact. Padlocked. We'll try and break it. We'll try and disable it. Shoot it. We'll take a few rounds. We'll probably got a few rounds to do a little hardness against Yeah, what about H- that pistol <laughs> ability you have? Yeah. I do have that pistol ability, the deed of the, uh, what is it, utility shot, I believe. Yeah. Oh, my wow. gosh. Lock. Padlock. You know, this is another thing about staying in initiative order. You get to use cool things like that exactly. when it matters. Nothing, right. You know, you've done it before. Like, oh, we're out of combat. Uh, do you want to try it? Tell yeah. me how it works. So it's such a useless and situational skill that I don't even need to spend a grit point. I just have to have grit available, just like <laughs> quick clear uh, in its standard form. Uh, so Gunslinger makes an attack roll against a lock within the first range increment of her firearm. It is right next to me, point blank range. Put the barrel right up to the padlock. Larger locks usually have a lower AC. So diminutive lock has an AC of seven. Larger locks have an even lower AC. Okay. A lock gains a bonus to its AC against the attack based on its quality. Do you know the quality of this lock? I do. Okay. Uh, so we you got average, good, superior, or arcane. What's funny is that <laughs> what's funny is that in our COVID-friendly setup, Grant is like across the room, and Troy is like they're the two farthest people away from each other. So when they're talking, Skid Joe and I just tennis match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my neck is sore. I, I, I call John McEnroe. That's who I want to be in. This <laughs> um, so yeah, so that should determine the AC of the lock overall. So if it's a good lock, it should be like a twenty-five. Let's say if it's larger than diminutive. Uh, it's a good lock. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good lock. Here that we master? go. You could do worse. You could do worse. Total to hit will be a 25. That is a hit. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, now for the rest of this very long and convoluted. Um, do, do, do. <laughs> up close and deadly? Uh, no, I'm not going to up close and deadly it on top of that. Uh, let me just do some. Wait, you can't actually. You could actually up close and deadly it. It seems so silly to do that, Matthew, to be honest. <laughs> See you in hell, Master Lock. <laughs> This yeah. one's from my dad. We are your servants no more. <laughs> Next time, from hell's heart, I stab thee. <laughs> Next time, you gotta stop him with a schleg, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so it is twenty-four points of damage against the lock, unless it is giant subtype, and then I'm at non-bane, baby. 
It is a giant lot. <laughs> it's a gi- yeah. It was manufactured by giants, yeah. so I'm arguing for Bane If locks had subtypes, that would be a giant subtype lock. Of all the locks this gun could shoot. <laughs> exactly. This is the one it hates. It reeks us. with the stink of giants. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On a hit, the lock is destroyed, and the object can be opened as if it were unlocked. Is the rest of the deed. The lock is destroyed at 20 hit points. Yeah! Okay, so that is uh, my standard uh, action. Uh, I will uh, wait for someone else to be able to open it. Okay. Wait, weren't you just standing there? I was standing there, yeah, but... Just open it. It's a oh, move action. Yeah, it's a move action. Okay, kick no. it open! I'll, I'll kick it open, Doug. Boom! Boom! Kicks it open. <laughs> There's another lock standing there. It's like, have you seen my son? <laughs> 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 no! He was about yay big. He was of good quality. (laughs) Oh my god, Corey! He never heard a fly. Corey, no! Feels like only yesterday he was diminutive. (laughs) Oh, this is what you see in this room. Not very impressive by the map, but I'll give you a little flavor flav test. Text. I'll give you a flavor flame test. Um, no, it's furnished with an armchair and a wooden bed covered with mangy looking, uh, maybe bear furs. They smell. You can smell them the second you open the door. In the corner stands a floor lamp fitted with a spherical glass bulb that emits a cold light throughout the room. You also see near the bed a reinforced wooden chest. Okay. So, Ooh. Baron will call it, there's a chest inside of here, and there's also an arrow loop if someone wants to get a look at it, what's happening out there. Uh, and that is Baron's turn. That is Baron's turn in lucky round 13. <laughs> Metra? Metra will double move into the room towards the arrow lock. Uh, yeah, I can get, well, I can get, I can get here, so I can, I should be able to see out. Where's here? Oh, yeah, you got all the way in there. Okay. Um, what is your... Oh, you're going right for the arrow slit. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you can see out. Uh, it doesn't look in where you're standing. It doesn't look in the direction of the uh, caldera. I mean, in of, of like where the chains are. Like, you want to go back to the big map for a second? Give you a... Let's go back to the big map. The, the, the castle is kind of southwest. Yeah, right? so here. You guys are uh, at the tower. Okay. And you're basically, if you zoom in on that tower, man, see? <laughs> see where it is? Like you're, uh, where that uh, walkway is outside of it, you're to the right of that. So that angle still is tough. Like the front door is your best option if you're not on top of the tower. I know. Uh, seems like a pretty useless place for an arrow, arrow opening, don't you think? Quick question while we're on the larger <laughs> map. Which side is, which chain broke? Uh, the one to the north. Oh, so they're that close. Yeah, the one uh, oh. the one to the south is the one remaining chain. God, oh, it's great. so far away. Oh, it's like, what, uh, 1,200? Three and uh, a half miles. <laughs> it's about three and a half miles. No. Uh, <laughs> remember, I told you this thing is pretty accurate. So from the door of the, uh, of the tower to that chain, about 1,885 feet. <laughs> God. Oh, 1,885 feet. You'll, you'll be there in a couple days. Um, all right, I'll take you back to this map. And Metro, if you want to, now that you know where that is, if you want to move differently, feel free to change your movement, knowing that you can't really see anything out of that arrow slit. Uh, yeah, I guess Metro would have been would have known that having done the flyover. So instead, I'll start. I'll have I'll move towards the front door. Right, like you didn't know until you got in the room. Maybe the arrow slit was 
right to the south near where the bed is or something, and then you would have been able to see a little better. All right, so Metro, I'll retcon that. Metro will instead move towards the front door and double move. There's so much garbage on this map. Um, all right, so you leave. Oh, you don't even walk in there. Yeah, I, never, I don't even walk in there. I get down to that square that I've just pinged for you on the map. Okay. Heading toward the front door. Heading, Heading toward, the front. toward the front door. All right, moving right along. It is Nestor's turn. Oh, man. I want to go after that chest. Yes. Okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, I figured so you would. <laughs> where, which on the map here, where is it? It's right at the foot of the bed. So actually, I'll put it okay. at this square here, um, not the square that shares a square with the bed. Okay. Can so you share a square? Southwestern Can't corner of the room. <laughs> I don't have a square to share. If you, uh, 40 feet, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to double move to get there. I'm going to double move to get to this chest. He's just like, oh, treasure. And he runs over. Nestor double moves to get to the chest at the foot of the bed. And it is Dahlgren's turn. Uh, it broke it! I broke the chain! <laughs> He's starting to yell as he comes through the doorway and down the stairs. They broke it! They broke the chain! I broke the chain! Running down Here's stairs. voice echo- echoing down the stairs. Let's go to round 14. It is Baron's turn. Now, the focus so far in this adventure on Nestor's roguishness has focused on the executioner side of his profile as well as his just general witty repartee. I'm forgetting in this moment whether or not he is capable of disabling devices. Are you I, I am quite capable. Quite yes. capable. Um, but Don't maybe, you remember he talked mad shit on Dahlgrave? Yes, about his I, do. I do. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were so gracious to give him the opportunity that he just destroyed <laughs> you. Um, Baron will move up, uh, double move next to Nestor just in case there's a lot of stuff in there and you make us take it out, like in a most yeah. efficient way possible. So right. Baron is going to see the treasure himself and uh, his eyes will fill like dollar signs like Uncle uh, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> and uh, that will be his turn. Move up right next to him. Metra, you're on your way to the front door. Do you continue in that direction? Is it my turn? It is. Okay, wow. Happens uh, so fast. Happens so fast. Yeah, she'll, she will move to the front door, which I think I can do in six moves, six squares. Yep, and can I open it? You can, with your final move action. I shall do so. All right, you pop open the door, and you look out there. You now see what Dalgrid saw. You see that now there are four chains dangling, and the castle has moved from its position, just hanging directly over that one last chain. There's only one chain to go, and we're still in initiative order. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all you can get out. Uh, Every second counts! (laughs) Roll a perception check. Uh, that's a uh, 24. 24. Moving in the direction of that final chain, presumably, you see the ash giants sitting astride the colossal black scorpion. <laughs> oh, oh. With all haste, the they scorpion are. scorpion is making all haste. <laughs> crawling their way over there, perhaps to cut the last chain. Oh, no. <laughs> or perhaps to call it a day. Yes, you know what? One chain a day. That's all we're paid for. <laughs> Maybe they're union. It's yeah, a union, union scorpion. Yeah. Maybe if we blow the whistle, they'll be like, oh, quitting time. Huh? Yeah. That's it. Time for lunch. Yabba dabba do. They all slide, slide down the yeah, scorpion's tail. Metro! All right, that is what you see. Nestor, you are up. All right, Nestor is going to disable device, full round action. I'm going to spend it trying to open this thing. Uh, That is pretty good. That is a 40. 40 is very good. 
that actually allows you. Let me make sure I get this right. Okay, the you get key, an extra item you in get an the extra chest. Extra item in the jar. <laughs> nice. So you roll a forty. Yeah, that's amazing. So the DC is thirty. If you disable it by 10 or more, it allows you to bypass the trap. Oh, it was oh, trapped yeah. as well. I was just thinking, it's like, this is probably fucking trapped. I didn't even think Not of only, it. T- but you get to bypass the trap without disarming it. So when you open this oh. up, you see this glass bulb in there that was triggered to go off if you just opened it or if you didn't dis- if you missed the disabled device by five or more, you would have set this off. It's this glass bulb that has all these otherworldly colors swarming within it and little flecks just and it's still intact it looks incredibly volatile so you think I could take this and perhaps use it hope it doesn't explode in my backpack yeah but you do see that you also see some other things oh man baby oh man entire blueprints for the casting (laughs) you see Security pass. Around, I can tell you right now, <laughs> 400 pounds of silverware, including okay. some uh, giant sized alchemical instruments. Probably worth a lot, but you got to put 400 pounds worth of silverware in your, uh, in your, uh, what is it, bag portable hole or bag of holding. Also contains uh, four gallon sized jars of like red liquid, looks like wine, and then a dozen bottle sized vials of uh, liquor. Looks like booze. Hmm. Um, and that's it. Okay. Well, I'm tempted, certainly, to take this this bulb of death. Uh, and I guess we can't... Man. Can you identify it? Yeah. Can I do... Can I identify the the... That thing, Baron could with alchemy, okay. probably. Yeah, okay. it looks like it was uh, an alchemical creation. Can I do a quick appraise on the silverware? Yeah. Oh, come on! Ooh, natural twenty. Ooh, that's so. great. Now even appraise gets uh, a use when you're doing <laughs> yeah, it. By yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Take that time to appraise. Yeah. Eight thousand gold worth of silverware. Oh, man, that's a lot of silverware. <laughs> Four hundred pounds. Yeah, and then something tells me we might not be coming back. Here. I know. Oh. Uh, Just remember to stop by the tower after we defeat the cloud castle. Right. We've got to get that eight thousand gold and silver. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the time my mom delineated the difference between flatware and silverware to me? When I set up for my wedding registry, I just had a nice set of flatware, which is what I always called silverware my whole life. And my mother was like, "Oh, darling." That's not serving silverware. <laughs> That's what we give the help. <laughs> you won't even need to polish that. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I can't do anything else. That, that was a full round action. That was a full so. round action, yeah. But, yeah. oh, man, did you crush that. Yeah. Crush. Okay. Uh, Nestor went. It is Douglas' turn at the end of round 14. Running down the stairs. <laughs> uh... And he pulls his hammy. Pulls up lame. It's bottom <laughs> no. of the stairs. Oh, too much running. <laughs> Falls. Uh, yeah, he comes around the corner and into the room. Uh, and he's been hollering the whole way down. But now he sees that you have the outer door open and can see for yourselves. Yep. And you also see the door to the south here is open. And uh, Nestor and Baron are kibitzing in there. All right, let's move to, you know what? Let's move to round 15 real quick. Round 15. Uh, Baron, you want to do an alchemy check on that? Absolutely. Baron comes up uh, with a... Where's alchemy? 21. 21. Okay. 
Okay, 21 is going to give... I'm going to give you half of the information on this. This is a trap that you could throw this as like an improvised... Uh, grenade. Weapon. Yeah, improvised grenade, basically. And you know it has poison gas inside. And the poison gas looks like something known as uh, nightmare vapor. Oh, scarecrow. Which just sounds bad. Uh, it also uh, has will create a smoke effect. So it will obscure an area and drop this nightmare vapor. But the little flecks bouncing around in there, you're not quite sure about. It's probably something even worse than the nightmare vapor. Um, but yeah, you could throw this as an improvised weapon. You just think to yourself, man... If uh, whoever's holding this falls or whatever, this could get ugly because this is very, very fragile glass that yeah. broke. Uh, but it could be a cool weapon to use when the time is right. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, to, to, to the person with the most uh, delicate and adroit hands to take it out would probably be Nestor at this point. So he'll share the information with Nestor and... Uh, We'll shout out to everyone after uh, Metra has shared that the final chain has snapped to meet in the center of the first floor to the party because I don't know if we want to shadow step or do some sort of dimensioning door out to the last thing or you're probably the fastest way for us to get out of there. My plan was to dimension door us to the base of the final okay. chain. So Baron will just awesome. communicate. Let, meet, meet in the middle for an evacuation immediately. Uh, we'll uh, then <laughs> grab a bottle of liquor because he can't leave without a bottle of liquor. I get the, yeah, get the booze. I am literally going to spend an action doing that and we'll move 20 feet towards the door. Okay. <laughs> Yoink! Grabs. <laughs> runs. Uh, Alright, it is Metra's turn. Metra will follow Baron's command and she will double move back towards the center of the room. Okay, double move back towards the center of the room. Uh, okay, it is Nestor's turn. Nestor, you're overlooking this. What do you do? Nestor is, after hearing what this thing is, the bulb he's going to, says, oh, that sounds quite interesting. The possibilities are endless. And he kind of carefully dislodges it <laughs> and puts it into his, his pack there. And it's just like, you know, just, just note to self, do not fall over onto my front side. <laughs> oh, my God. Here's what I'll say. If you don't use it, right, or once you use it, it's gone. If between now and then you take a bad fumble, that the fumble reads like, oh, or somebody tells you fumble, like you hit your buddy or you fall or something like that, percentile dial die to see if it triggers it. Okay. Uh, which would be crazy if in the middle of an already hard combat, let's throw some nightmare vapor in. Yeah. Um, we have to take it. You, ha- you can't not take can't it. can't not take it. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be horrible. I feel like something terrible is going to happen. We're going to be like back on this on this moment. Grab yeah. day. How can like, Nestor coin not take it? You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. Just seize this. Yeah. Uh, all right. It is Dabbert's turn. Uh, following orders. Following orders, surf. Uh, wasn't ready. Uh, actually, at this point, he can run in a straight line. So he will run and, and get himself right next to Metro. Run and get himself right next to Metro. Hello, Dabbert. Oh, my <laughs> uh, it's round 16 here. Take a look at your buffs on your uh, hero lab. Just make sure you don't have any spells that would have been gone by now. You know, mage armors and stuff like that you don't have to worry about, but maybe you had something that's uh, past its round usage. I can't remember exactly what you guys... I have nothing on. Pre-buffed. I have, I have, I have mirror image on, but that's minutes per level. Minutes, okay. So. And yeah. stone skin is long gone from when we teleported in, right? Did we do stone skin? 
Yes, we did before we left. Yeah, three of you did. Um, Metra, Dalgrith, and Baron. No, not Metra. No, I mean, oh, that's right. You won it, and then you gave it to Nestor. So the 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 the, you guys the forge, I believe, is caster level twentieth. So let me just look up the duration of Stone Skin. Hmm. Uh, it's ten minutes per level. Yeah. So, but I don't have but it divided have equally it. amongst the. We had it cast individually on three different oh. people. It wasn't Stone Skin communal. Uh, if you don't have it, then I'm just going to turn it off because uh, I imagine you and I would have taken it. And I'm also down hit points. So, like, I definitely got hit. I don't know what. Did you forget about it? I don't think so. Uh, we you, talked about it a long time. You guys remember that you like, weren't going to roll on it, Metra, and then you were like, I'll roll, and Nestor lost, and then you're like, you could take it. But if Joe had lost, you could be like, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> Make him not take it. That was the sense I got when I was editing it. I wouldn't have done that. That sounded like it. You were like, all right, I'll roll for it. And then you won it, and you were like, all right, Nestor, you can have it. Would you <laughs> yeah. have done the same for Joe? Yeah. I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> Troy just gave me like the slight shake of the head. Need it. You win. It's cool. I will tell. <laughs> yeah, it's caster level twentieth. It would have been two hundred forty minutes. Okay, that's crazy. So you should have it. That's fine. I can turn it off if no one else has it. But it's checked in on my sheet. But then again, and no. Nestor, you don't have it on yours. Stone skin? I don't. It don't. must have been from an earlier thing because I, I'm down hit points, but my stone skin is still full on it. So I, when you brought it up, I probably never would have noticed it and just turned it off if you hadn't brought definitely it up. Definitely did it though. Yeah, it's weird. Unless we just we did it and then forgot to track it. Yeah. You know, you might have you might have put it on and only you did and uh, Skin Joe didn't. I can't you know I can't hundred percent remember, but it's kind of important. Yeah. Um write in, let us know. Yeah, call in. Uh all right then, who just went? Dalgrith, you came up? Yep. I was saying it actually might be more advantageous for you to meet in the middle from where Metra's going to be, because then Nestor and I are gonna come out. Do you know what I mean? Like right underneath that okay. giant instead of sure. double moving towards her. Top around 16, Baron. Okay, uh, Baron has uh, a need for speed and the ability to uh, get, I believe, right next to Dalgra. So the uh, party is convening and converging underneath the feet of this giant nester punched in his family jewels as hard as he could. <laughs> uh, get in front of me. Sure. Because that's going to put it so Metric can touch both of us, yeah. Okay, great. Um, next up is Metra. Don't forget Metra and Nestra. F- Nestra. Metra and Nestra failed one of their saves against the disease that the Ash Giants were uh, giving out with everything they touched. Yeah, not looking forward to that. Yeah. Metra will delay. Metra will delay. Nestor. Nestor is going to... Oh, he, he hates leaving anything valuable. But he doesn't drink anymore, so he doesn't feel too bad about the liquor. But he's going to... He can get... Right next to Baron, double moves out of the room and gets right next to Baron. Fact, uh, Metro, do you want to uh, go? Let's see if that's enough. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Nestor, I think if you move right in front of Baron, then she—that's yeah—Metro you... just has to get to there, and then she's done. The three of you are in a little daisy chain there. Okay, so uh, Metra is going to. Uh, she will move action, get next to all three of them, and then uh, first she will use the quicken metamagic rod to, as a swift action task, fly on herself. That's our plan, right? We're going to fly up the chain. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the other question is, like, do we? I think it would be just delaying the inevitable to try to take care of that crew running over there and buy us some even more time. You know what I mean? 
We could kill them. Their only means. If we kill them, then they can't release the castle. That's what I'm saying. We do that, and then we go up. All right. Uh, so then she will save the use of the med magic rod. Instead, she will grab everybody, touch dimension door, and dimension door us to the base of the final chain. Disclaimer, fighting the scorpion could mean our death. Yeah, I, ju- I just want to say I wasn't saying we have to do that. I was just throwing out that that might keep the castle there for longer. Not necessarily mean we need to keep the castle for long there, no. there for longer. But if we go up in there, that's it. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Well, I We can a- never rest again. Until the rest of the book. We can never get out of there again. We'll never see any of our friends or family. <laughs> we can never rest again. <laughs> he will never know Troy rest does not again. allow resting in dungeons. No, I don't like it. Uh, it's obviously one giant hostile dungeon. No, but seriously, it, do you guys think it's an option to get in there and like let it fly away in a couple rounds I think, and then that's it? I and think we're fine. Yeah, I think that's... We might as well. Okay. I, I'm fine with that. We're might as well let it fly away and not stop them? Oh, that's boy. what they're saying. You disagree, Grant? I think I'm kind of disagreeing because if we do need to get out, it at least gives us like one last option. But then again, the only thing stopping me is how dangerous that combat could be with that thing that four giants are riding. I just I, don't know. Like if we kill this one scorpion, it says, well, that's it. The castle's here forever now. Right. I think they will f- still find, find a, way. a way to get loose that other chain. Yeah. It just, I, I don't I don't think I don't think it'll I don't know if it'll make any difference. You know? Yeah. Regardless. Wait, what camp is Grant in versus the rest of you? Grant is in fight the scorpion and uh, kill that crew camp and leave it attached. And the rest of you are just like, what? It's not going to make a difference. If we kill that scorpion, there's going to be some other way the giants are going to detach that chain. It could buy us time, though. How much time? I don't know. And also, like, they could probably find something up there to detach on the other end eventually. So I, I just don't know. How many giants are on the scorpion? Four. Jesus. Dude, Man. four giants and a colossal yeah. scorpion. And the, clo- the colossal scorpion, and two of us are sick. I don't. I don't want to deal with that poison. I mean, do yeah, you know yeah. what that poison's gonna be like? I don't know. Also, man. like, what does it really give us a strategic advantage for it to stay here for that period of time? Like, I think we should just. If we're gonna go, we should just might as well just go. I think. But this could be the missing XP that we need to get <laughs> up a level, my yeah. friends. I don't see how we... Uh, Grant, I have a, I have a str- strong feeling that if we try to fly up to the base of the castle, we're going to be set upon by something. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's, there's no shortage yes. of XP to be had in this book. But, <laughs> but that thing will be setting upon lowly, weak, level 14 characters. If we fight this scorpion, Matthew, we go up there conquering level 15 champions. I'll tell you what, you did get... Uh, 25,600 XP for disabling that uh, chest. It's amazing. See, that was like... CR 13 chest. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a Baldur's Gate. It's like free XP, disabling traps, unlocking shit. Yeah, it felt You're like, like a black scorpion away from 15th level, I feel oh, like. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, look at this. Now I know not to fight it. Well, it would have to be a black scorpion and like three or four giants. Oh, would you look at that? <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you have more greater invisibilities... There's no chance for Dalgrith to do any significant damage to any of these creatures. I have spells. Like I've been, I've been trying to use them conservatively, but my concern is that when we... First of all, getting up into the castle, I think, is going to be an ordeal and a fight. I think there's going to be something in those clouds that's going to come and try to kill us. And then once we're in the castle, we're going to have to hide or fight or something. And How far down are you on spells right now, though? I mean, do you want me to run through? I've used... No, the, the only argument I have is that we defeat this scorpion. It gives us at least eight hours to rest. You're fresh. 
going up there with all your spells except for what we need to fly oh, up. I don't there. know that it gives us eight hours to rest. Yeah, I don't think we can. The other thing is, before that, you kind of skipped over defeating the scorpion. <laughs> you were like, so once we defeat the scorpion, <laughs> it's going to wipe out the scorpion, yeah. then uh, we should be fine. <laughs> I mean, it's going to cost me four uses of fly just to get us to the castle alone, and then we have to do that regardless. Mm. Um, and Well, look, we're in initiative order. So I guess the question is, who's really in charge of the party? Well, regardless, we're going to dim- we're Dimension Door. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that is fine. Yeah. Regardless, we are Dimension Door. To where? To the base of the chain that's still attached. To the middle of the air. Then she's going to cast fly as we're all falling, <laughs> I, <laughs> round by round. <laughs> that was my that was my plan for getting out of the castle. By the way, we jump out like we're doing a like a, a parachute show. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all holding hands, and then I'd cast Dimension Door. What's <laughs> everyone's weight? I would have to figure out who moves faster. Uh, all right, so you want to mention that, door. That's not true. Gravity yeah, affects all, all things. We would all the same. Fall, fall at the same rate. Damn it. It's called terminal velocity. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're affected by... Uh, by it's the, a graduate degree. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in gravity. <laughs> I graduated from an Ivy League university. <laughs> Too many gravity bongs, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the first thing it wipes out, it turns out. Advanced physics. Advanced yeah. physics. <laughs> of advanced physics. physics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, basically. Physics. Uh, Basic physics, I guess. Dumb. Uh, all right, so <laughs> you want to zippy doo dah over there, and you can get there eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred feet away. Oh, that's that's a good point. No, I can only go about nine hundred something feet at a time. Let's check what the actual number is. Oh my god, this might change everything. Yeah, it's changing by the minute. Uh, looks like we have to teleport right onto the back of the scorpion. Oh my oh, god, you could reach shit. you could reach the scorpion, and you could put us on it. Oh, hungry pit on the scorpion. It could take care of inside everyone. of it. Yeah. Hungry pit on a thing. Yeah. <laughs> A oh, living oh, yeah. thing? Could I you can... create an extra-dimensional oh, no, space but... inside of its belly? Wait, yeah. does Disintegrate have a fortitude save against it? Because you could nail that scorpion yes. so yes, easy. Yes. Oh, the fortitude. Okay. Not, if it's an unintended object, it does not. Okay. Um, does the enlarge... It's attended. My poor giant. It's most certainly attended. <laughs> <laughs> we are the escorts of this young scorpion on this evening. Do <laughs> you have intentions to dance on this cantillion with... <laughs> My daughter. It's 960 feet. I'm checking to see if I have a meta magic capability to. Oh, uh, 960 feet. That's good for about half the distance. Yeah. That's insanity. And what level spell is that? Uh, that is a fourth level spell. Oh, man. Oh, cheese and chicken. Oh, cheese and chicken. Oh. Okay, so enlarge only increases the range. Oh, it only increases the range? The range, like medium, close. Oh, close. Well, that's lame. Yeah. Oh, not the distance. <sighs> I've been where you are right now, Matthew. Like, how can I I'm figure just, out just making this work when I know I don't have the ability? I'm like, I'm just going to keep looking at this character sheet. I know something. No, I have enlarge. I have quicken. I'm just checking all my meta magic. Well, no, look, check it. I have field rations. How useful. <laughs> Spider venom. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, a fishing net. Persist. <laughs> I have persistent. That doesn't help us. Mm. Could a mess kit get us over there? <laughs> um, yeah, no. So we're going to have to do it in two two jumps. Oh, my God. Ziggy, Man. why haven't I leaped yet? <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So you want to dimension door halfway. Yeah, can you show me the map? Because I have to pick the location. Okay. Pick some place nice. 
do it do it 115 <laughs> feet away from the scorpion so Nestor can get at least one shot off of the That bow. would be amazing. One <laughs> many <laughs> shot. Point, point. Right in both of its eyes. Crit. <laughs> so the scorpion is up at the north post, right? Uh, no, it's it's it started to make its way down. So the scorpion is uh, somewhere under the castle, making its way to the chain that still remains. Boy. So in one round, sorry, three, like three two rounds. to three rounds. <laughs> it's in the it's it's that closer. thing went like nine hundred feet. It's closer to the first <laughs> chain, but don't forget, it's got people on its back. It's carrying all of them uh, in a run pace. Quick okay. question: What is its speed? Oh. I'm just curious if a colossal scorpion speed is like. 200 60. feet around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's 60? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's 120 feet not even running. So it can make, it can cover ground. Imagine that thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, go, 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 go. Just the earth shaking underneath all of <laughs> yeah. its legs. Oh, terrifying. Okay. Uh, I'm drawing you an arrow to where we will appear. Okay. I'm just going kind of, I'm going, I'm going in the direction of the final post, like I said, but I'm just going 960 feet. Fair enough. Right, and and I would say your arrow right now is in the center of the castle. I don't. I think you. I think we're a little bit further than that. We're standing in the, under the center of the castle. Oh, oh, right. We're not right up front like you were earlier. That's why. Perfect. So right there, right in the center of the map, to the direct, directly east of the floating castle. I see it. I see it. Okay, uh, and it's dimension door, so you don't need to roll a d100. Instantly appear there. Instantly appear on the caldera floor. Uh, now, it's been a while since I described uh, the caldera floor to you, but remember, if you want to move faster than uh, normal speed, like if you want to run, you have to roll acrobatics checks because there's all this debris all over the floor. Um, that's the only thing uh, you need to worry about, uh, with the exception of the altitude, which I think you already you may have already life-bubbled, or you're going to deal with it when you... You haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, you, it hasn't, you haven't been up here for an hour yet, exposed to this... Um, so you, it hasn't come into play yet. Um, okay, yeah, so you get there, and it is Dalgrith's turn. He'll delay. Dalgrith will delay. Two jumps, you said, right? Two jumps. Two jumps. <laughs> oh, by the way, you get there, and you look behind you, and you just see oh. this thing. It's still a few hundred feet away, but you see four giants on its back. They're sitting in this howda. You know what a howda? I just yeah, said that yeah. before, right? And they're just... Rushing in now, maybe your direction instead of the direction of the chain. You don't know. How do we not know? Because they're coming. It's kind of the same direction from where you're standing. Triangulation wise, that doesn't make any sense. Where are you? Show me where you are in the map. We're uh, right here. Yeah. Ish. Oh, yeah. No, they're rushing for the chain. <laughs> but they might change direction. <laughs> you don't know. It's not their turn yet. What are you, a mind reader? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, just try to build tension. Now. They might be going left. They might be going right. Might you going don't know. Other party of PCs. It's Jimmer, look. Um, what? what? Oh, wait. <laughs> what? You guys are here, too, the Caldera? Uh, Dogrith holds. Round 17. He delays. Baron. Baron will delay. Baron will delay. Nestor. So we're a few hundred feet away. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, uh, delays. Delays. Uh, back to Metro. Uh, Metro will do jump two, which is actually not enough for us to get all the way. So oh we're, we'll be, a, you know, we'll be, we have to come out like here-ish, which is about 100 feet away from the actual post. <sighs> right? Oh, from there to... Close, yeah. Yeah, about 130, 140 okay. feet away. You're much closer than the Scorpion. 
um, which is good. But you still are, yeah, I'd say less than 100 feet away, because remember, this thing is a little temperamental. Um, how many? How far can you move in one round? 960 feet? You mean t- Dimension Door? Dimension yeah. 960 feet. 960 feet? Um, oh, but you didn't do a straight line. You kind of like went to the side. No, here. I did a straight you line. You did? Okay. Uh, yeah, I will say, actually, you're, you're closer. You're within uh, 40 feet okay. wow. of the chain. Nice. So then uh, Metra is going to use the Quick and Meta Magic Rod to cast Fly on herself. Just on herself. I can only use it. I can only do one person at a time. Right. Okay. So use the quick and measure magic rod to cast fly on yourself. Yep. Okay. Let's keep moving here. Uh, it is back to Dalgrith. What are we doing, Sheriff? What's the plan? Up. We're going up. Taking the fight to them. Get ready. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's terrified. Uh, he's he projects an image of confidence. Uh, he's going to delay. He's going to delay. Round. <gasps> oh, but Nestor, think about leaving that little bobble at the base for them. Oh yeah, we could use it later if you want to hold on to it, but it might buy us just a little second of time. I don't know. <laughs> Give it this the scorpion nightmares. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually. Up to you. I just thought yeah. Be you could just cover cover up Great. with a little dust right by the chain itself. He can also just drop it. It's true. It would break huh. upon impact with the ground. I'll hold on to it for now. Yeah, drop it into the Johnski. What's it called? The Howda. The Howda. Yeah. <laughs> Boop. Round eighteen. It is Baron's turn. Baron, what are you thinking about doing? Forty feet away from the base of the chain. So I'm thinking about taking the offensive to the giants floating above us. Uh, but, you know, I'm trying to think of the best way to do it. I have this uh, broom of flying I could pull out. Uh, these, these scorpion, the scorpion and this uh, how to full of giants is right behind us. So I think that's the fastest way to get up there if I pull it out. How, how long will it take you to cast fly on the rest of the crew, Metra? I can use the quick meta magic rod and get everybody covered except for you who's using the broom this round. This round we could, oh, be, nice. up, we could be in the air. Wow. So Baron's going to rifle around. Uh, he wishes he had enough actions in the economy to take a quick swig of that liquor, that giant <laughs> liquor, but he doesn't have the time. He'll have to use his born-in courage instead of that from a bottle, and we'll yank out the broom this round. Okay. Will we offer you a devil's bargain in Blades in the Dark? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm not really using it correctly, but I will say you can take back that action if you decide to change it based on the result of your perception roll. Roll a perception. Okay. The total of my perception roll, it's a three on the die for a 23. If it's a secret door, 25. <laughs> Hundreds of feet behind you, but on a very fast-moving scorpion, you see the these giants rushing towards you and this chain. You're 40 feet away from it. You know that Metro has the capability to cast fly on everybody, get you guys set to go for whatever you're going to do. Maybe Dallas will climb. Who knows? You're not worried about them. However, cresting a hill to the east, no, no, no. you hear what? Another colossal black scorpion oh, no. comes up over the hill, and this one looks like it's covered in a bunch of smaller moving black <gasps> scorpions. It's a mama. It's covered in its babies, and it's about to get you. Oh my god. And we'll see you next oh, week. It's that close? Oh my god. Oh my- no, thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Pops on the truck. Faster! No thanks. Run! Uh. Oh my god. Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.